the little engine that could, Brett. I think it lives within me. Easily, though, like my favorite song on that album. <laughs> Do you have a favorite, or are you just sick of it? Because I. Well, I haven't listened to it in order, so I don't really. Oh. Well, it doesn't. I don't understand if there is. I do like the one we watched the video for last night, though. Yeah, the darkness song. Yeah, that was a really cool video. It's got a really like haunting sound to it. Yeah, and you were like, "See, he's anti-gun." Like that was going to change my opinion on firearms. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) "He's your favorite." So he could be as anti-gun as he wants to. Yeah, I'm sure that you know. I'm also a massive fan of like. Slipknot, but I don't go looking out to see what, you know, Corey's political positions are. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I like the music. Oh, welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes were made. My name is Brett Bloom, and I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the independent, the driven towards the dreams and living an entire weekend of complete creativity, Kristen Pennington. Crushed it. It was a very productive weekend. It was a very productive weekend. <laughs> gave you such an intro and you came in so low energy. And I'm, I'm amped. I am pumped up today. I've had a few beers. I know, but I've had a few beers. I've had a long fucking week. I am ready to roll. Let's do this shit. Okay, I'll, I'll, right. I'll find my high. Find the high. <laughs> I just got out of the bathroom. I'll give you some. Um, no, okay. Well, I'll I'll kick off the podcast if you don't mind. Then. I, I tried already. No, I came I in with all topics. of the energy. It was like I I, it was topics. like if I was like, "Are you ready to rumble?" And then one of the boxers <laughs> just like walked out of the ring and was like, "Yeah, fuck this. I don't I don't feel like rumbling today." <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I meant topics, not the intro. Um, speaking of just getting out of the bath and being in my zen and <sighs> feeling all calm and centered. What does that feel like? feels pretty calm and centered, to, you know, like, feels pretty nice. <laughs> I've never felt calm and centered. I've never, been in a, I've never been in a bath for longer than 10 minutes before I was like, all right, this is driving me nuts. <laughs> my ball sack was wrinkly before I got in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why does my dick float? It's <laughs> like bobbing up in the water. I'm like, you don't need to do that. I don't need anti-gravity dick. <laughs> It's going to be a weird one, folks. It has been just... I'm feeling a bit manic. I'm having some personal issues. And uh, this week at the shelter, we unfortunately had to put down my favorite dog in the shelter. A a specific pit bull that was more or less saved from a... um, What I understand to be a uh, dog fight in a household. And uh, it broke my fucking heart. And then something else happened today that broke my fucking heart. So I'm just... It's been a rough one. Yeah, I'm just... This is Brett Bloom. The raw ball of nerves that Kristen gets to deal with on a day-to-day basis. It's going to sound like one giant anxiety attack. At least it's funny. And he also had a singular piece of chocolate. Singular piece of chocolate and three beers. So (laughs) we're getting to... We're starting where the episodes normally end. But continue. (laughs) Well, speaking of... uh, it kind of being a rough week and mm-hmm. me feeling like a little more calm and centered finally today. Um, I just wish I could ever feel calm. <laughs> it's been, I don't know, I guess probably a rough couple of weeks, honestly. It's been a little rough lately in it's general. Been like a rough like 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like Brett and I, as you guys I'm sure are well aware, have not released any of the short films yet. We're, uh, we're going to get into how one of them's going today, but um, 
were a lot more ambitious about how these were going to go initially and thought we were going to take on all this extra work that mm-hmm. honestly ended up just being unmanageable. Um, My dad had a saying, which was probably not his saying, but uh, it was uh, all plans fall to shit in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> That's what he used to tell me, but he was like hardcore into planning stuff. But he was like, just know that it's all going to not work out That actually is kind of relevant to yeah. one of my other topics, too, so it's kind of funny. We'll yeah, call back to that. That's why I brought it up. It's almost like I can follow a conversation. Sometimes when I interrupt, I have important things to say. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about right now, but we'll call back to that because that is relevant to what I'm going to talk yeah. about later. Um, but, yeah, we had, I guess, a lot of really big ambitions for stuff that we wanted to kind of take on in this new year, and... Um, We've kind of had to reassess some of them, and we've, uh, I guess, probably officially now decided to cut back to doing one short film every other month yeah. instead of every month. And um, I was driving Kristen to tears with yeah. bipolar disorder. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. a lot of stress and stuff to try to keep up with, and I think ideally in a perfect world, if neither of us had day jobs, we would be doing yeah. that. But with the day jobs, it just got to be way too much to try to keep up with. And um, I think it's super important not to let other people make you feel bad or to get down yeah. on yourself and like beat yourself up if you need to kind of take some space to breathe. You and it's your life. You've got the right to slow down if you need to slow down. Like yeah. go back to the drawing board and reassess the plan. You yeah. don't need to stick to the plan that went to shit. <laughs> it's like a important part of, I feel like chasing your dreams when you do yeah. kind of have, like big grandiose dreams is to also take care of yourself at the same time because Brett and I have repeatedly used the word hustle a lot lately because yeah. it like we have been hustling pretty hard I've been, for I've been making Kristen listen to a lot of rap music in the past like six months or whatever so she's like I'm hustling over here I am a hustler baby getting my hustle on today but uh this yeah. is I, I am listening to the hustler's ambition <laughs> But no, like seriously, like we've both been kind of like busting ass lately and um, I did kind of need that moment to like take a step back and be like, oh shit, like I need a second to breathe. Otherwise this is all going to just like go off the rails and like the December short film, um, which we'll definitely revisit it after we finish this next one. Because I am still really proud of a lot of it, but it yeah. started to like spiral downhill, and I was like, everything looks terrible, and it's the <laughs> worst thing I've ever done. And like taking a break from it, and like kind of having a moment to breathe and clear my head, and like coming into the new short film that we're working on now, like it's been kind of insane how big of a difference it's made. I'm like, yeah. oh no, like okay, I got this. Like we're we're back on track. Like we're good. So I do think that that's important. Um, to take care of yourself at the same time like you do if you have have to like you'll burn yourself out we were burning on both ends like we had to realign our focus and be like okay well what do we have time to do that makes us feel like we're still pushing forward and like what is the new goal you know the goal has to be changing Mm because like we keep reaching the goal but we spun ourselves out of fucking control. We didn't make enough time to work on that film. I shouldn't have written a 15-minute <laughs> first, you know, attempt. Yes. That should be the <laughs> December attempt, just the 15 minutes. So I fucked up, and or we fucked up in formatting that. Um, and now we know. And we're having so much fun filming the new one, right? Yeah, and it's going really well. And, like, the thing for me that... Uh 
which, like you said, um, uh, like when plans go to shit, you know, kind of reassess. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the thing for me that's been crazy about it is kind of um, we're doing this new short film alongside uh, the video that we mentioned before, uh, potentially for the shelter. And I'm editing two novels and a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, like even when we, because yeah. we did the stuff for the shelter yesterday and then we did the stuff for the short film today, even when we went to the shelter, we uh, went in. In the, in the commercial, yeah. I was like thinking about all the projects that we've got on the burner, and that's oh. so many that we are actually managing. <laughs> like we added one other massive fucking project, yeah, and put it on a time crunch, and just completely blew. <laughs> well, we went into the shelter and like had yeah. all these plans for all these things we were going to shoot, and they all went wrong. Yeah, like none of them worked out, and we were just like, "It's fine. We're just gonna." Yeah. Um, see what we can get. Like, we're yeah. going to keep like going. Like, I knew the dog's traits, and I was like, when I do this, this dog always does this. I did not account for having Kristen with a camera also in the building. <laughs> they were way more yeah. interested in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have, we've got one dog that every time I open up the kennel door, um, he turns around, grabs a treat, because he's got, like, hardcore anxiety about walking through the kennel. So he always grabs something to chew on in his outdoor kennel. If I take him for a walk, he always brings his toy to, like, Aww. go meet the person. And then we make the visitor take the anxiety toy to, you know, calm him down if he starts freaking out. And so I thought, in my head, while writing the commercial, um, when I open up the door, this dog is going to pick up the thing. And he's going to walk out and we'll get a real cool shot of that. Except he was more interested in eating the camera. So <laughs> he, he dropped the toy and just darted at Kristen. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. And we did it like 10 times and yeah. could not get him to give a shit about anything other than the new toy that you had for him. <laughs> but like in that moment, we were like, we're still going to just like see what kind of footage we can get. And we yeah. like just kept shooting and like ended up with some really cool shots that... Honestly, because it's it's meant to be kind of a like tug at your heartstrings type of thing. Like we're heartbreaking. I think it's important, like in moments like that, whenever um, like with the December film, I was like struggling to try to force it into what I wanted it to be yeah. and force it to work. And I think that's where it started to go wrong because like I was stressed and I wasn't like in the best like headspace and I was trying mm-hmm. to force this movie into being something that it just wasn't well you only have so much control of your own creativity yeah and like with the the shelter video like we were both literally like just whatever we'll shoot it we'll see how it goes and um, we'll get a lot of footage we'll edit it in a sick way yeah and on the fly fix that problem turned out super cool like like it goes to show like when you let the story kind of tell itself it ends out or ends up better than usually what you thought it would be in your head like even with the one we're working on now like well, can I pause for a second? Yeah. Like with the commercial one, you've got a beautiful shot of this massive, sad-looking dog literally whining. And then right next to his head is a sign that says he's been there for like two or three months. Yeah. And he's like got a toy in his mouth. He's, a, he's like yeah, trying to yeah. give me the but toy. But he keeps going... Ooh. It's so sad. The guy was like, can we take him home now? <laughs> but I was like, he Jax. tried to kill a horse, so we can't do that. <laughs> Jax would not have been happy with me. <laughs> we're getting a yard, and I'm going to have like 50 dogs, and we're going to start my, my pit. We just won't buy any horses. Problem yeah, solved. No horses. We start a pit bull rescue out there in the backyard. <laughs> that one 
wasn't a pit bull, though. Do you have any idea of what he is? Oh, he's a shepherd. He's, oh, is he? Is yeah. it, he's a big-ass he's, fluffy he's dog. He's Jax's exact mix. If Jax wasn't a runt, he would look just like that dog. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he's much fluffier than Jax is. Yeah, he's a German Shepherd golden lab mix, but he caught the German Shepherd size hardcore. So huh. it's like 110 pounds of lovable fun. I did not realize yeah. he was a shepherd. That's interesting. He's cute the, as hell, though. Yeah. Let's bring him home. Let's go get him right now. I'm down. Guys, we'll be back later. I've got a key. We don't even need to adopt him. We'll just steal him. <laughs> Joking county of Missoula. <laughs> but like even, okay, so with the the short film we're working on right now, like even with that one, like we haven't been like as, like with the December film, we would waste like an hour trying to get one single scene. And like with this one, we haven't been like as stringent with it. So, um. It, oh, we spent like an hour today going... That's a person who thinks I'm planting a bomb. <laughs> That's another person. Like, we needed the road to clear, yeah. so we picked a clear road. And today, like, 50 people decided to drive <laughs> down that road right as we got set up. And it's like, fuck, traffic break. <laughs> I felt like a kid trying to play, you know, football with the other kids in the neighborhood, but, like, on I-24. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, car! <laughs> uh... But I mean, but like as far as the shots go, we haven't been like super stressing trying to get any one particular thing. It's been like, how do I feel like in this moment? Yeah. Like, what's the mood for this scene? And um, like they've all turned out for the most part really cool. So it's it's been nice to kind of see that like creativity flowing a bit more organically mm-hmm. now. So well, it's like what we talked about on the last episode or the one before that, before that dog shit film. Um <laughs> On last Friday's episode, we talked about the idea of the muse sometimes follows you. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you show up and sometimes the muse tags along. Muse in massive quotation marks. But that concept of, like, you being connected to that art, you know. If you're a painter and you see a building and you're like, fuck, I want to paint that. And it's not at the time where you're, like, painting things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it follows you. So mental health break to clear your head don't force the art don't force my the lesson art. for the week <laughs> it's a uh, cold as fuck trying to film outside in montana yeah. though standing uh, on the side of an of... abandoned highway <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the short film um how's that going we learned um we made a mistake today we made a mistake with the skateboard trying to do some crazy oh, shot that you were yeah. trying to explain to yeah me. um so I guess I got excited that we figured out how to do a dolly shot yeah. and really wanted to try to get a uh, dolly zoom as well. So um, Can you explain what that is? Yeah, the best example that I feel like most people would be familiar with is probably in Jaws. There's a scene where um, the chief and like everybody are out on the beach or whatever and he's mm-hmm. like hyper alert and hyper yeah. on edge like you know, looking out for the shark and, um, like me, he's got the dolls. (laughs) And everybody keeps trying to tell him to relax and he's being silly and he's, you know, acting up. And I think if I'm remembering right, it's the scene where the kid on the float, he gets like devoured and there's blood gushing in the water. Um, so when he realizes there is a shark, there's this cool shot where they show his face and like, it almost looks like the background like compresses behind them. Like it moves up. It gives you a very nauseating feeling Mm -hmm. because you feel like there's a movement but nothing seems any yeah. farther apart. 
Yeah. Well, the the actual background does actually compress in, so yeah. the background suddenly seems closer, but it doesn't look like the shots. But you're moved focusing on the on the main medium, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Is it gives you like this <clears throat> nauseating, like falling backwards, yeah. fainting feeling. Yeah. So the trick to that is, while you're moving a camera on a dolly, you're also adjusting the zoom, like in the appropriate mm-hmm. direction. So. Do you, you do it on par with like the speed that you're walking back to where you try to keep it leveled, or is it a little slower? I have slower? actually never done it myself, so oh. um, that's part of what I was trying to do today, and I couldn't get the speed of the skateboard um, to the speed that I was trying to do the zoom, because I was literally trying to move the skateboard and do the zoom <laughs> at the same time. Moving the skateboard, <clears throat> both the dog and the cat food container camera Kristen bent over the top of it trying to pull this off yeah, walking I'm... backwards <laughs> in a narrow hallway I don't have a proper dolly so yeah it was the skateboard with random yeah. shit stacked on it and, and then it was the laundry basket <laughs> <laughs> and you could clearly see in my shot that I was zooming mm. um, and it was just wobbly and looked terrible so I think yeah I think that is the trick that you have to be zooming basically at the same speed that the movement is happening to make that movement less um, noticeable. You know what we need? What? Rolly chair. We put you in a rolly chair. I pull the chair backwards. You focus on the zoom. Or we could just build a proper dolly. <laughs> and all of this thought is just going into a shot of a doorknob. If you're curious, yeah. guys. Like, <laughs> I just wanted a this cool shot of is. the door. <laughs> We're not shooting anything crazy like necessary. No. We're just trying to get this really intricate shot on a doorknob. Yeah. But continue, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I couldn't... It was a disaster. I couldn't get it out, so we abandoned that after, like, three tries. I tried the dog food stacked on the skateboard. I tried the laundry basket stacked on the skateboard, and then I gave up. Mistakes were made! (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was was my first very aggressively failed attempt at a dolly zoom. Um, We'll revisit it later. (laughs) But we also filmed uh, your first Montana... Very expensive camera out the car window shots because you can either uh, keep the window down, zipped down in the Jeep, or you can keep it zipped up and you can't see shit. So mm-hmm. Kristen just had her hands as we were driving through this sketchy ass neighborhood and she's just going, <laughs> I've got a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was our first, uh, like, honestly, attempt at gorilla ish filmmaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, gorilla. Gorilla Radio. <laughs> oh, shit. No. Gorilla filmmaking. <laughs> I knew what I was saying. <laughs> that <Sorry>. too. <laughs> um, As I said, started with beers. But I'm all sure. of the stuff we've shot in the past has been on specifically planned out, intentionally chosen locations. And um, this location was chosen intentionally. We did not have permission, per se, to be there. Well... <laughs> I don't know that it matters. I think it's public. It's a public road. We pay our asses out in taxes. I'm a libertarian. (laughs) I'm all about the roads. If I'm paying for the road, I'm staying in the middle, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to take a shit right on that road. Yeah, we got in the Jeep, which is, again, if you guys need a reminder about that, uh, very bumpy on bumpy roads. A rickety 93 Wrangler with no heat that I have to occasionally turn Mm, off with uh, needle nose pliers. (laughs) <laughs> no shock mounts or whatever it is that keeps yeah. the car from bouncing. Yeah, um, it bounces aggressively. <laughs> On a Montana road. <laughs> so we were in the Jeep driving around <laughs> and I was desperately trying to hold this uh, camera 
steady and there was one point where we hit a road where I was like, well, this whole shot is useless because yeah. it was just bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Theft, theft, theft. Taxation is theft. My roads. My roads. Yeah. And then we uh, went to the actual location that we were planning to shoot at and uh, yeah, lots of traffic. Yeah. Very cold, windy day. It snowed last night. (laughs) It was 60 Um, degrees yesterday, and it snowed last night, and it feels like the fucking Antarctic out there. I don't know what is going on. Brett's nose was, like, bright red before we even got the shot down (laughs) because it was so fucking cold out. Standing on the side of the street with a backpack going, Car! (laughs) I was literally, like, shaking my hands, trying to bring back feeling to him because I would, like, try to adjust like my focus on my lens and I couldn't feel whether or not I was turning the actual focus yeah, ring. Yeah. And as a reminder as well, industrial yard one side, cemetery the other side. We saw a car come in, look at us going, those sick bastards are filming the cemetery as he goes to grieve for his wife or whoever Aww. the fuck is in there. And then he has to drive back past us. He got done grieving before we got done crossing the street. <laughs> He was like, all right, Grandma, eh, see you later. He, you know, got in his car, and then he goes, they're still sitting at the stop sign waiting to cross the road. We must have looked like the craziest fucking people. No, I had the script in my hand. I was, like, pretending like we were reading He doesn't it. know what the fuck that is. He doesn't know if we're, like, having a divorce proceeding right in the middle of the road. Well, <laughs> like, I was like, just get, like, I was like, maybe he'll think if I have this paper in my hand that we're, like, reading directions for how to get to somewhere yeah, like, and we're like lost. It's, like it's fucking 2003 and we printed out the map quest instructions <laughs> to get across Missoula. No. It looked better than me standing yeah, there with my camera. No, it looked a lot better than me, like, walking up and down the street with a backpack in front of a child's grave. <laughs> there are a lot of people that walk around here with backpacks, to be fair. Yeah, they're homeless and they, they don't, don't walk usually take stuff back out of and it. forth along the end. No, they go places. <laughs> Thank God there's so few people. But they were all on that road. Yeah, on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bill? Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. You definitely just I said on not. Super Bill Sunday. I will smack you with the microphone i'll I'll name this episode super bill sunday (laughs) (laughs) you don't upload them (laughs) somebody was like hey you watching the game and i was like i don't know when is it like (laughs) like, it's like in two hours who's playing (laughs) yeah i I literally still don't know who played the the 49ers played somebody oh okay or they are currently playing somebody (laughs) people kept asking me if i had plans this weekend i was like why i'm gonna work like, <laughs> you want to come to my Super Bowl party? And it's like, no, I've got a movie to make. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but yeah, we did that today. And uh, hopefully the footage turned out good. I haven't quite Did you learn anything today? Uh, it's cold as fuck in Montana. <laughs> That's what I learned. That's what I learned today. It's cold as fuck in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> like next level fucking freezing your dick off. <laughs> To get the shot, you you put all your camera gear away in your fancy container, and then we came back inside. We ate. We opened up the container so that we could try to shoot the next thing, and the lens was still fogged over. I literally had to wipe it down because it wouldn't clear. It was still fogged over from the cold. It was that (laughs) cold in Montana. (coughs) I do think... uh... I'd like to maybe in the future look at getting a GoPro, though, because unfortunately we had to shoot because it was so cold and we definitely weren't taking the top off the Jeep. Yeah. We had to shoot all the car scenes from inside the Jeep. And, like, if I wanted to get the road in front of us, you could clearly see, like, the top of the Jeep. 
So I think it would be cool to get a GoPro to mount to something and be like... We can definitely get a GoPro on the Jeep. We could get some sick shots. Yeah. I wouldn't mount my camera because I would be very concerned yeah. about breaking my camera. But uh, and we could GoPro's kind of made for that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I'll just hang out at the pawn shop. Somebody will give me one for free and I'll be like, hey, <laughs> thank you. Like it cuts out every 15 seconds and it's like, well, I'll work with what I got. Contact the old pawn shop you used to work for and be like, hey guys, yeah. if you come across one. Or do what we did with the blue mic where we bought one that was broken and then hit up blue and we're just like. I don't mics. know that GoPro is going to be quite as generous with that. No? <laughs> blue was very generous. <laughs> well, GoPro doesn't, you can only like sky cliff squirrel suit jump so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I do think a GoPro I think, would have I think there's a lot more today, people though. like with blue microphones than there are uh, people with GoPro cameras. Oh, the more reason for them to not give out as many free ones. They need the money more. Capitalism. They remember <laughs> what they once were. Blue's still on the way up. Go blue. I'll do advertisements for you, blue. Just call me because nobody else is. <laughs> Probably because we're Kind of informational and I'm kind of a jackass. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God damn it. But you were showing me clips um, last night of what you've done so far. Mm -hmm. And I've I've told you this once already. So you don't need to, oh, that's sweet. Because we had this conversation (laughs) uh, earlier this morning or last night. I can't really remember. It's all... Last night. kind of go 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 but um you did a brilliant job what impressed me the most about the short that Kristen's working on right now is the pacing mm-hmm. of the thing like you've you've done these jump cut shots that bleed into each other and they're all to the beat of something I thought I won't give too much away here I guess <coughs> But it sets this mood of anxiety and tension right up front. All the colors line up brilliantly, and you're the best director who's <laughs> ever been, and people should pay you more. Aww. <laughs> <That is laughs> uh... Meaningly, the Nightmare Box. This bullshit company that we work for <laughs> needs to pay us more. I feel entitled. And that's part of, I guess, like having had a little time to kind of like recenter myself and um, take away some of the stress. Like it's it's been nice kind of coming back to this one and having a little more faith in like, this is how I think it needs to look and it's going to be yeah. okay. And even with like the, um, the dolly shot, that wasn't a thing you and I discussed. It was like, I want a dolly shot and I think it's going to help build the tension and it's like. It's the perfect shot. Yeah, and there's this kind of like pacing back and forth between the dolly shot and the other thing that's going on. And um, dolly shot accomplished how? On a skateboard, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Brett hiding just off screen. On a penny board. <laughs> I stood on it and I was like, I might break this. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a very small skateboard. <laughs> mm. But um, like even the the final it's of Brett, Brett's the actor in this, and the final shot of Brett is like kind of this weirdly uncomfortable shot where I guess I think it's technically considered an extreme close-up. You can't really see much of any of them. It's basically just like his eyes and his nose and stuff, and it it seems so like off normally. If you just look at it, it's like that's way too close-up. Like why are we this close-up? But like for the 
nature of the scene it is um i feel like it helps build the tension because it's like we're uncomfortably in your yeah. space well you played the scene like music like you came into that hyper tight anxious focus and then you blow it back out and you suck it back in and you blow it back out and you suck it back in at a different angle it feels like that opening sequence feels like you're getting your ass kicked I can't wait for you guys to see it because then you'll know that Kristen does not make enough money to be as fucking brilliant as she is. <laughs> I think you're being a little extra kind, but thank you. Um, I'm being extra? I've never been extra, extra before. I'm extra, extra. I said extra kind. Ah, fuck it. But no, speaking <laughs> of that opening sequence, that is another thing that I was kind of thinking about. Um, Brett and I have been kind of talking about I guess we're like uh, our inspiration for our art and stuff comes from and trauma. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was traumatized. <laughs> this is where we need a video element to the Tra- podcast. Trauma. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are broken people who are just we're cool with it. Fuck it. <laughs> But, okay, so yeah, <laughs> we, we do both appreciate um, psychological horrors and trauma and stuff like that a lot in our art, and um, I feel like when we made, <laughs> you're being silly, I feel like when we made the dolls, um, I, especially because of the sensitive nature of it, and I had made little... Was it the child rape or the child murder that made you uncomfortable? Uh, a little bit of both, but probably okay. the rape in particular. All right. um, <laughs> That's you're, you're, you're cool with killing kids. Well, I feel like if I personally had to choose between being raped or murdered, I'd rather just be dead. <laughs> Especially <laughs> like, as a kid. I feel like yeah. I could kind of handle it like as, as an, adult. an adult, but there's no as way. As a kid, I'd rather be like, yeah. just... Yeah. Let's get it over with. To raped kids. Oh, no, I'm not cheersing you for no, that. I, no. I'm not cheersing to raping kids. I'm <laughs> no. cheersing to those who have oh, been raped. God. You know, we're okay. here with you, not for You're you. Making me uncomfortable. We are for you. <laughs> we're not for you, for child. Wait, we, <laughs> we enjoy your company, okay? <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> Don't go fuck your children. Oh, God. Why are you making oh, me uncomfortable? Um, <laughs> yeah, what I was gonna say is, the um, probably just heard oh boy, don't butt fuck your children. <laughs> probably, that's I'm good with it. <laughs> but, oh. um, like when we were making the dolls, for instance, I had yeah. made um, other little uh, short films that were kind of in the horror vein before, but uh, nothing quite that sensitive material. So when we made the dolls, I think that I felt hyper self-conscious of what other people were going to think and um, how it was going to be perceived and how people were going to, if there was going to be an issue, if people, there was going to be a backlash, if people yeah. were going to be like, you shouldn't have made that film people or that's were like, weird. trigger warning. <laughs> and that, that is kind of, which I've put it on all of our short films since then, part of the reason it did have the... Uh, sensitive content warning at this of. point it's it makes me laugh yeah i mean it was it was kind of for the dolls semi-serious but also yeah. a bit of a joke because we did get in trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been kind of an ongoing joke between brett and i yeah. like there's a, a sensitive content warning on all of our films um because like, we got in trouble once <laughs> this one might make you think about it which is a problem and that's your problem <laughs> but when we were when we were making the dolls, I feel like I was hyper self conscious about what other people thought. And whenever yeah. 
or I say that like it's in the past, uh, while we've been working on this one, um, I feel like that opening shot in particular, for instance. I think this is a lot more horrifying of a concept. I think depending it's personally. Depending on how you look at it. I yeah. think it's personally more traumatizing. The dolls felt a little more distant just because there were characters and it was a very acted out thing. And like this is... Kind of. Acted. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the one we're doing right now. Like one person's like yeah. worst nightmare kind of unfolding in one day. Um, but... Like with this one, especially that opening sequence for me, when I was making it, I was literally like, this makes me feel anxious and uncomfortable. Like this opening sequence, the way it's paced, like the way it's shot, like makes me uncomfortable. And it's like that saying where it's like, if you don't cry when you write, your audience won't cry. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's like exactly what I was thinking about. Like instead of whenever we were doing the dolls, like I was very worried about what other people were going to think. And like with... Um, this one has been more, well, how does it make me feel? And I think when you're doing any form of art, whether it's music or writing or film or, you know, any, anything else, painting, whatever, um, you should be creating work specifically for yourself and work that speaks to you. And if, um, you personally feel moved by it, other people will be too. I mean, you're not going to attract everyone ever, but if you don't feel moved by it, then you're not channeling it. You're like does that make sense yeah like you're channeling it and your audience is going to channel it so if you're not channeling it your audience isn't going to channel it like yeah i mean you can't expect sorry. people to connect with something that you don't connect with yourself yeah, and I, that, I that's think, the, yeah. <laughs> that was the much smarter way of saying it <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been a little eye-opening for me. Like I, this is, all of our short films are kind of sensitive in nature. Um, this yeah. one is particularly sensitive too. And and they're only going to get worse <laughs> because I was promised a car bomb and I'm going to make that car bomb work better than any other car bomb. I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to make you think. <laughs> I don't think I promised you a car bomb. You did. You said that we could do that. <laughs> I didn't say we could film it for real. I said we could fake it. No, we're filming it. It's the promise. It's in a script. We need to get permission. I'm doing it legally to blow up a vehicle on camera. Sure, if we get permission. You'll feel like Michael Bay, and I'll feel like I've lived out my teenage fantasy of blowing stuff up. My favorite filmmaker ever. (laughs) (laughs) Made bad boys. Aww. And Bad Boys 2. <laughs> and all but the <laughs> Avengers movies. Oh, boy. Did he make the Avengers movies? No. Yeah. No. It's worth a shot. <laughs> that was not Michael Bay. He made that terrible remake of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I never saw that. It one. was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's like it's it's been kind of eye-opening for me because this one is kind of sensitive, too. And, like, I'm like... You're this is making it, me yeah. feel a certain way, and I like I think that it's good and that it's interesting, and I feel anxious. So like I, I think other people are. I mean, somebody somewhere is going to be mad about it, but yeah, I think <laughs> other people are going to be like, "Oh, damn!" You mm-hmm. know, even the title we picked a title today, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm all about it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's probably a little insensitive, <laughs> but I like it." <laughs> so uh, here's to finding my own balls, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the fucking world. <laughs> uh, God damn it. That's what I'm titling this podcast the day Kristen's balls dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's brilliant. 
Oh, my <laughs> Jesus. What else you got there, love? Oh, we have burned through pretty much all of mine, actually. Well, then can I get to the... Mm-hmm. I think I've got one that I, I, I really wanted to get to. Um, I don't really know how to segue into it because we hit dead <laughs> air, so... But, you know. Uncomfortable silence. Uncomfortable silence. Take us away. No, what I was thinking of today, um, I've had a lot of thoughts this week because, as I said, there was a dog that we had to put down at the shelter that I was, like, genuinely attached to when she was put down. Um, her collar was given to me, and that's in a lockbox next to a picture of her. Uh, came to pieces the other night, complete, you know, fucking tears, and had to wake up the next morning and go back to work. Mm. And I had to go to work that morning knowing that it was going to happen, so I, I, I fed her and sat outside with her and cried like a little girl, and she didn't get it. Like, she didn't know what was about to happen, and she got let out the door, and she was wagging her tail because she thought she was going on a walk with this cool dude. She got a hamburger and then it went black. And um, it's been a rough part of the week. And then something happened today that um, compounded that as well. Nobody died. But I've been reading this book um, by Cormac McCarthy called The Crossing. And... I tend to because I've got my weird little like Buddhist, Hinduist, Hindu, <laughs> Hinduist, um, take on the world where like some things like they find you and they speak to you before you understand why you're being spoken to. Yeah. It's almost like some dude like bumping you on the train and he's like, hey, hey, I've got a secret. Hey, hey, I've got a secret. And then a dude pulls out a gun, and the dude next to you goes, he's got a gun. Like, hey. <laughs> like, trying thanks to tell for you, telling me too little too late. <laughs> trying to tell you just on time. Mm-hmm. You know. And it has kind of been making me think a lot, because... And spoiler alert, if you're going to run out there and buy The Crossing, um, at the end of the first act, after this boy has struggled with the concept of trapping a wolf and trusting a wolf and walking it into Mexico to return it to its home, the wolf dies. And he has been made to look like a lunatic and he's put his life (laughs) to the fucking challenge. And I read this book and I'm like, God damn, that's an interesting message because my life is here right now, right? Like, and so my wolf was something different. And then we put that dog down and I understood that story. Yeah. And it was like him going, hey, I've got a gun. <laughs> and as the story develops, um, continued spoiler alert, um, it 
he goes back into America and he grabs his brother and he drives his brother out to Mexico with him to be outlaws to save him because in his disappearance to go save the wolf, the dream, his family's been massacred with the exception of his brother. And all of the horses were taken to Mexico. So he has to cross the border once again into Mexico. And, continued spoiler alert, as they go across Mexico and they're trying to save all these horses, his brother is shot in the back and dies. And he is alone and I don't know where the book goes because I've still got 150 mm-hmm. pages to go. But a book catches you at just the right time. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that this week. And I've been thinking about this weekend where we've done so many creative things. And nothing's owed to you. It's just the experience. Mm. You can pay attention to it. You can shy away from it. You can chase your dream or you can let it go. Embrace life or play it safe. Yeah. Nothing's owed and nothing's given. And all you can really do is fight like hell with whatever tools you've got. Like in that little story that I've kind of filleted down to the bones. I love Cormac McCarthy. I've offered to suck his dick on this <laughs> podcast multiple times. <laughs> Go buy that book. Read that book. Especially like if you're in that like 28 to 35 range. I think it's a good time. But it's made me think about a lot of things. So, um, I've got two excerpts that I found today in The War of Art. <laughs> Which is uh, one of the books you bought me very early into our relationship. Yeah. Uh, it's The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. It's a play on the art of war. And it's by Stephen Pressfield. Esquire, on the front says a vital gem a kick in the ass and i love this book and i've mentioned it on here before so i've got two things that i want to read definitely a very encouraging read if you're in a funk yeah i think you bought it for me when i was in a funk i was like (laughs) okay well i've been in a funk and it finds me in funks and i i like to go through with highlighters and then like see the stages of what i've understood Resistance is internal. This is like page eight. So, Resistance seems to come from outside of ourselves. We locate it in spouses, jobs, bosses, kids. Quote, peripheral opponents, unquote, as Pat Riley used to say when he coached the Los Angeles Lakers. Resistance is not a peripheral opponent. Resistance arises from within. It's self-generated and self-perpetuated. 
Resistance is that enemy within. I like that. I remember reading that section and feeling like that was um, kind of profound. Yeah, like uh, our own fears and our own things that hold us back tend to be literally just that, our own. If I do this thing, then somebody's going to think something. If I don't do this thing, somebody's going to think something. And we stood on the side of that highway today and we crossed the road and we watched all the people looking at us like we were planting a bomb on a goddamn rail yard. (laughs) (laughs) And we did the thing. We didn't have to wake up and go do that. We woke up and did that. We overcame resistance this weekend. We fought like hell and we <laughs> kicked that bitch right in the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. What's your next quote? You're walking me off. Did I make the mood too morbid? No. Oh, okay. No, I, no, it's a very interesting book. I'm just curious what the next one is. The next quote comes from fear. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's like two and a half pages long. It's on page 143. Um, It says, we fear discovering that we are more than we think we are. More than our parents slash children slash teachers think we are. We fear that we actually possess the talent that our still small voice tells us. That we actually have the guts, the perseverance, the capacity. We fear we truly can steer our ship plant our flag, reach the promised land. We fear this because if it's true, then we become estranged from all that we know. We pass through a membrane. We become monsters and monstrous. I I feel like that is relevant to us because... I thought both of them were. Oh, no, they I, I both needed are. a heavy pick-me-up and I, I flipped through and read everything I'd ever highlighted. No, they both are for sure, but uh, especially at this stage of our lives because we uh, moved to Montana and, and if you guys go back and listen to any of our old podcasts while we were It sounded planning. a lot more hollow because <laughs> well, the last one was done in an empty apartment with hardwood floors. No. It was like, I love you, Kristen! Was the... <laughs> No, uh, like while we were still in the planning stages and trying to figure out how we were going to make the move work, there were a lot of times where we were like, how are we going to make this work? And like, people were like, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? That's a bad so many idea. people that and, we actually stuck to the plan. Yeah. <laughs> and um, even with like our plans, like they kept falling apart. Like we'd think we'd have an apartment yeah. and then we didn't. And Falls then, to shit in the first 15 yeah. minutes. And then Brett had a job and we didn't even have an apartment. And it was like, well, we've got to figure this out. <laughs> so we bought a Penske truck before we rented a Penske truck before we even had an apartment. So and well, it before all, we told the old landlord that we were leaving. <laughs> yeah. And it all kind of just <laughs> fell together. <laughs> um, Rising yeah, into love. as Alan Watts once said (laughs) and it's been kind of a brilliant journey because there was a a moment six seven months ago where I was like how on earth are we ever going to pull this off and um, 
it kind of went off without a hitch, <laughs> you know, like after you kind of just commit to it and you believe in it, it's like, we're doing it. We have to I mean, figure it out. This is it. It's, <laughs> it, it. It came to me as, you know, a book or a movie or a podcast or a, it, it, it comes to you. You just need to key into it. It's like, I'm moving to Montana. We moved yeah. to Montana. Like once you kind of hit that We're phase building of... a production company. We built a production company. We are building a production company. We have a long-term goal that sounds so insane, I cannot say it into a microphone <laughs> for fear of people thinking it's delusional. <laughs> and I guarantee you it's going to happen. Because it's all I think about. <laughs> I'm not watching... The super bill right now. <laughs> super bill. <laughs> I didn't say bill. I said bull. Welcome to the super bill episode <laughs> title. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now it is kind of interesting to watch <laughs> in your own life when you move from that how can I to I am. Yeah. So how do I make it happen uh, phase. Like how it all does kind of just fall together. And even the things that don't quite work out almost always seem to end up better anyway. But you can't just build like a future board. You can't be like, I'm going to take a whole bunch of pictures of mountains from off the internet and put them on a pin board. I'm going to look at them and go, one of these days I'm going to wind up on the mountain. And you just waddle on your fucking life like nothing you ever did was of any consequence. (laughs) Or you go... I want X, Y, Z. So I'm going to buy a microphone. And an arm so when Brett slaps the table, I don't hear the vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to go buy a whole shitload of film equipment. Chase my goddamn dream. You didn't buy a whole shitload of film equipment that sat in a closet like a fucking toy. You brought it out. It's a tool. It's a thing that you do. I didn't pick up a whole shitload of legal pads because I have no intention of filling up legal pads. No, in the next two months, we're buying more legal pads. And (laughs) all those old legal pads go into that box. Along with everything else that I was not supposed to finish and I was not given permission to finish. And fuck the people that tell you that (laughs) that it can't be done. Fuck them. You don't need people in your life who try to like limit your dream. It's your dream. Fuck them. They don't understand your dream. They're narcissistic cunts. <laughs> and they take advantage of people. And that's just the way they live. They leech. And they leech and they leech and they leech because they know that there was something that they wanted to do originally that they're never going to do. And somehow that's your fucking fault. You don't need those kind of people in your life. And that might be your mom, that might be your dad, that you know, might be your brother, your sister, your best friend. Fuck them. I do think, too, it's interesting and. uh... I feel like creative endeavors, nobody ever believes in you up front. They all say that's silly or that's crazy or whatever. And when you actually start gaining momentum, they're like, hey, how's it going? You can do something. Like, we're, we've known each other for so long, haven't we? It's like, we're not friends. Those are the best. We're when not the, friends. When, when the old friend shows up, it's like, we have not spoken in about fucking 15 years, yeah. good sir. I know, we used to kick a soccer ball around. You know? <laughs> 
when we were five. <laughs> yeah. No. Fuck those people. You don't need them. Ever. At any stage. No matter what your endeavor. Like, you want to weld? Weld. Like, you want to fucking, you know, fix cars for a living? Fix fucking cars for a living. You want to break glass? They, like, build these, like, whole studios where you can do nothing all day but break glass. Get a job at the place where you can break the fucking glass. <laughs> if you want to be the president, I don't know about you, but um, that was one of the sayings when I was a kid. Where they were like, you could be anything. You could be the president. No, I'm a woman. <laughs> facts but you're also a redhead and you don't know a bunch about politics and that also seems to be happening so two out of three ain't bad all right sweetheart i love you i love you if uh you guys have anything to say positive or negative you can call my personal phone number at no, no. I'm <laughs> you can send me an email at nightmareboxproductions at gmail or you can go over there to twitter and you can be a twat and you can <laughs> tweet your twatty thoughts at <laughs> nightmareboxpro we can go over to instagram and do anything but send pictures of said twitty twaddle twat <laughs> at nightmareboxproductions or you can go over to youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington or slash Nightmare Box Pro. Nightmare Box Productions. Nightmare Box Productions. And um, you can see the beautiful work that Kristen's putting together. The Nightmare Box one will come to life soon. And once it launches, it's not stopping. And you're just going to have to get upset about that. <laughs> Very um, soon, yeah. We've but, finished shooting most of it so yeah. it'll, it'll be coming up soon soon i don't know why i just started undoing my boots it felt like the right thing to do um <laughs> walking out of this episode yeah i'm fucking i'm these boots were made for walking and i'm staying with you bitches in my socks <laughs> also facebook.com slash nightmarebox production or you can go on over to the website at the nightmarebox.blog and eventually i'll start selling you my book but um <laughs> until then uh you can go on to amazon or barnes and noble and you can pay too much for too small of a book or you can just send us, us an email and i'll hook you up with the paypal information you'll get we'll a personal signed copy signed copy even if it costs 15 dollars to get it to you there i'm covering the shipping 10 bucks Send you the goddamn book. We got them all? Yeah. You ready to make some motherfucking meatloaf like I the am. white people in Montana that we are? <laughs> I am. All right. I'm hammered. I'm signing off. I love you, sweetheart. I love you. I love you more. Love you most. Ah, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you guys. We'll talk to you next week.